Main Chick versus Side Bitch. Chapter 4. Kiera. Look, I am established with a career, a 790 credit score, no children, and a banging body that supermodels would beg for. All of these things going for me, I should be dating a stockbroker or a doctor, but instead I fell in love with Dwayne Sharif Coleman five years ago. Since then, I haven't been able to shake him. When I try to leave, he keeps pestering me, showing up in my office, my home. It was like a trap, and like an idiot, I let him stay and roll back into my life. Maybe it was the dick. Or that he sucked my pussy so good that he made me bust all over his face. But whatever the reason, I couldn't leave Dwayne Coleman alone. Here I was, an educated woman who sat in courtrooms deciding million-dollar cases all day, and I was still chasing hood rats away from my man and dealing with his lame issues. From the kids to the hoes and the lies, I still allowed him to stay around, and of course no one could understand why. To be honest, I didn't know myself, or maybe stupidity, but Dwayne had me wrapped around his finger. My day started out by waking up to a cold bed. Again, Dwayne said he was coming home, but that was yet another lie. And then I went to the shop to confront him, only to find him hugged up with some braider bitch. I was pissed, ready to throw his ring back in his face, but instead I slapped his ass and went to work. I worked for one of the most prestigious law firms in the city, Puzder, Thomas, and Brown, where I was trying my damnedest to make junior partner. If I wasn't at work, I was at home thinking and reading up for work. This job outside of Dwayne was my life, and it took me by surprise that he had a lame excuse for why he couldn't come with me tonight to see about our future. The shop, Dwayne's car, and most of his clothes were financed by me and my job. I'm the type of person to put the money where my mouth is, and if I believe in you, I will put everything I have behind my man to bring him up to my standards. When I met Dwayne, he was struggling in barber school and living in his mother's basement. He didn't even own a suit, let alone a sports jacket and a pair of loafers. Now the man had a thriving business thanks to me, a closet full of clothes, a passport, an investment portfolio, but what he lacked truly was focus. It was my fault. I showed him too much too quickly, and now he didn't know how to keep his dick out of these skeezers and his mind on our empire. I thought about all of that now as I drove across town. I was racing to a business meeting where I was supposed to be attended with Dwayne, but instead I was calling him on the phone to see where he was. After what I just found out, I wish I could go to him and slap him in the face again, but I was running late. Over the hands-free system in my BMW, I called the man that was supposed to be my fiancé and asked him a question about our credit card bill. Hello? He answered like he was still upset, but it was me that had the right to be mad. Um, what did you buy on our credit card for $8,000? I got right to the point. Driving with one hand, holding the bill with the other, and trying not to splash in the cars as I sped down the highway. $8,000? He tried playing dumb. Uh, I ain't buy shit for $8,000. He and I were the only two people in the world with cards for this account. It was bad, 
when I had to play lawyer with my fucking fiance. Dwayne Coleman, what did you purchase from Zephyr Jewelry Store for $8,000? The phone was silent for a moment. Oh, from Zephyr? That's the ring, your engagement ring. I looked down at my left hand. The ring that shined bright, that I was so excited to get, now felt like fire on my finger. So you mean to tell me I'm paying for my own fucking engagement ring? I felt like jumping through the phone and killing him. Babe, come on now. You know I'm going to give you that money back. But I had the ring and I didn't want to let it go. What the fuck do you mean you will pay me back, Dwayne? You can't pay me back later for this. This is an American Express. I have to pay this bill off every month. He sounded like such a fucking idiot. I had to watch my credit meticulously around him just for this reason. Oh, well, shit. I thought it was one of those one-year, no-interest joints, you know. I figured I could pay that off in a year. (laughs) Shit. He laughed, but shit wasn't funny to me. If I knew I was going to buy my own engagement ring, I would have just proposed to myself. It would have been a lot cheaper that way. Dwayne, you are such a fuck-up when it comes to money. I merged off the highway, tossing the credit card bill in the back seat. It disgusted me to even look at it right now, knowing that I would have to pay a huge $8,000 bill that I wasn't even anticipating. I had the money, but Dwayne spent so much on the shop as if I was made of money. I was tired of spending money. Oh, baby, don't be like that. He laughed a bit, like this was $8 and not $8,000. You know, we make way more than that. Correction. I make way more than that. What you pull in from the shop goes on you, your child support, and whatever bitch you're fucking for the night. He stopped laughing when I said that. And everything I was telling him was the truth. I would have cried if I had time, but up ahead was the Grand Lawry Hotel, my destination for tonight's dinner. I told you, I don't want or need your money. But you never refuse it. Whatever, man. Is that all you wanted? Now he wanted to get off the phone when I was speaking the truth. Are you 100% not joining me for dinner with Mr. Puzder? I had to make sure as I pulled into the valet line in front of the hotel. I told you, man, I got the fucking game tonight. I can't do- Fine, Dwayne. Tell your baby mama I said hi, okay? I hung up on his ass. Just in time as the valet attendant, clad in a red jacket and black slacks, came to open my door.